0: this isn't the start or anything, but um, what the fuck is a charismatic? Exactly.
1: Dude, I don't know. And the charismatic Pentecostal distinction is very irate.
0: <laughs> yeah, they throw the words around like they don't mean anything, and I, I'm more confused than when we started. Quite frankly.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's funny, especially when you see... Prominent charismatic pastors who will either deny or not say whether or not they're Pentecostal, and then years later they finally say, Yeah, I'm kind of a Pentecostal, you know?
0: Yeah. And the Pentecostals are the one, like snake handlers, right?
1: Uh, it some has of to, them. They're the speaking in tongues. Yeah. Oh, yeah, some yeah, of yeah, them. yeah. Yes, yes. They're Other the fucking, gifts uh, too.
0: There will be blood family.
1: uh blood family but i'm not there there will
0: be blood the
1: family's all fucking yes yeah lunatics (laughs) yeah yes yeah yeah okay yeah because it's like i love my little girls
2: more than anything and i said to myself oh no don't you can't don't say that but i had underestimated him he went on i would rather see my little girls die
0: now, money in God, then have them grow up under communism and die. Yeah, because it's like I'm looking over this material and it's like I don't see anything that separates you from regular evangelicals, first off. Too, it's it's really kind of lame. I don't know. I just didn't know if there was like some big distinction they argue with some other sex over or not.
1: It, it's um, important in the early to mid twentieth century the charismatic Pentecostal distinction, and it's it's enough of a distinction between the even the rest of the evangelicals and the Pentecostalists that it kind of, it's a real political factor. So like hmm. Amy Temple McPherson in right. uh, Los Angeles. She's butting heads against um, uh, DL Moody's. Um, DL Hughley, no. <laughs> the, she, she's butting <laughs> with all the other Protestants in LA. Like, it's a real big scandal um, at, at the religious universities there, too, because they don't like uh, McPherson. Uh, plus, oh, there's a class man. element there, too.
0: How many uh, evangelicals are there? Like, five
1: um it was really funny because i mcpherson kind of stole the spotlight in la because there was a whole plan by the the original fundamentalists the guys who were first called fundamentalists from the southern baptist convention
0: right 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 from
1: the conservative Methodists. they were planning they were like we can't let la become like san francisco all like godless and so they were like yeah and then mcpherson comes in and then shows them how it's done yeah
0: yeah, it's fucking L.A., dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: at that time, she was like, I'm part of the charismatic movement, but she would not say whether she was Pentecostal. What I'm it not mean? sure of all the... It, it has to do with the whole, like, whether speaking in tongues and other gifts depicted in the Book of Acts, like, whether okay. that ceased after the apostolic age, like, after John and Peter died.
0: Right, everybody know? fucking quit. Yeah, the early church is gone.
1: Yeah, I'm not... I don't really understand it either. It's just that early 20th century, they're really vicious about that debate. <laughs>
0: this is the fucking, like, <laughs> revival era, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's start, and then I'm going to let you uh, reset I, I'm that.
1: not... I got to emphasize, like, I I have not researched Pentecostalism or Charismatic, like, that thoroughly. I've just individual figures like mcpherson and what but like i really you know it's a deep end
0: this thing this project rescue shit this all oh gosh it seems like it's all related to like tim ballard really at least in some ways they're doing the same exact fraud and ballard comes up a shit ton with them (sighs) i don't know exactly how i i could not get far enough into it but anything with these people you search it's ballard 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 i don't know if that's ballard's pr team because we know that's good right (laughs) but i i can't tell we'll have to go through the article together all right um i figure we'll i'll bring us in we'll talk about we'll just go over real quick we're going over some wacky christianities these are two of the wackiest ones we don't know (laughs) <laughs> uh if you can give a brief history after that of just anything you know that would be great but
1: <laughs> sure yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
0: and if you can actually you know what that'd be great to lead into hill song because you probably know a bit uh, about hill song right
1: yeah yeah that that's okay. the one i read up on the most and then the Captain is mm-hmm. a devil to me so i don't like it i'd like <laughs> to ask you about that yeah what your experience is in uh, michigan so
0: Oh, all right. I will tell you when we get there because I've heard some Hillsong music. So, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to a return uh, of The Left is Dead. This is going to be an old-time religion episode, kind of. We are going to learn about (sighs) freaks. Just freaks. Um, We're learning about sort of mix of Pentecostalism and... (laughs) people who call themselves charismatics i don't know they've had mike lindell on the cover of their magazine so nathan to the best of your ability i know this isn't your thing what is a charismatic and why do they sometimes want to be pentecostals and why do they sometimes not
1: Woo. okay so like this is a really big, deep big question. and broad subject um it, it's kind of hard to tell when charismatic movements start, like some people trace it to the Azusa Street Revival, uh, mm-hmm. which was led by this African American preacher in a largely African American church, but it, it blows up far beyond the membership of that church it's about 1906 um, in LA, California, and um, one thing, just just broad strokes, that's important about the charismatic and Pentecostal movements is it's a new innovation in a sort of uh, commercialization of uh, rapid church growth in uh, newly industrializing regions. So now, Los Angeles. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I will that's say a big idea for this podcast. That's the okay. biggest. I can give I will say that
0: um you get this I recently read or reread There will be blood mm, mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. Upton Sinclair mm. and um a lot of going on in the background you don't see it as much in well it's oil the book is oil by Upton Sinclair but mm-hmm. um you don't see as much of it but Eli the sort of Pentecostal tongue-speaking brother And is, you know, initially uh, Daniel Day Lewis's character moves on to their land and they're all a bunch of weird tongue speakers. And uh, Daniel Day Lewis's character in oil just calls them all nuts and tries to avoid them. But um, at the same time, a theme throughout that book is as workers movements are growing, there's this strange like both um, a sort of spiritualist movement in the West and then at some point they end up in Europe and there is also the uh, phenomenon of mediums coming up at that time. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you mentioned early 1900s because like, yeah, there is like a big backdrop that even like Sinclair noticed of like these weird spiritual movements going on.
1: Absolutely. And Upton Sinclair, if you uh, read his novel, uh, totally blink on novel, I'll look this up okay. But, like, his novels are very good at showing how churches engage in politics, both of a conservative, but even sometimes they. Oh, he's, a yeah, he's got the
0: one on the religion, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, let me look this up. I have it way. in
0: my fucking wish list, actually. Yeah, I know he has a whole polemic about religion, basically. Yeah. Which, um, I, mm-hmm. again, I mean, it's, it, it, yeah, that's the time, right? Because yeah yeah the first thing that capitalists do is hey they see money coming up somewhere you might as well go fucking convert
1: them yeah and this is
0: i think it's called the wages of religion
1: oh oh yeah that's a good one that's a good one yeah and
2: okay.
1: the novel i'm thinking of course i'm getting upton sinclair and sinclair lewis, lewis. mixed up <laughs> it's sinclair lewis's novel babbitt i'm thinking of and that one there's a uh, scene involving a, a church and they're doing all this anti-communist uh sermons <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. yeah when uh everyone starts like fighting over the oil and everything like that in oil um you know they start the socialists start comparing it to like they're like all oh, these pentecostal meetings are just like the old or early oil meetings where everyone just started flipping out when they didn't get their way so
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and there's it's a lot a, of backbiting and competition between these churches, like little capitalist, uh, rackets.
0: Yeah. The funny thing is in oil, um, Eli from there will be blood ends up becoming like a limousine preacher. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He,
0: yeah. Um, he ends he up, he does radio know,
1: and yeah. Yeah. And
0: he builds a tabernacle and he's like the most popular, like religious figure in the area.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, it's clear that like that kind of stuff is going on in the background.
1: Yeah. So, and, and I don't like to speak on the, the doctrines or the theology of charismatic because it's pretty complicated. Big. But political economy wise, it's pretty straightforward a case of you have newly industrializing regions that have a sudden uh, massive growth in small business ownership. And this is, it becomes an entrepreneurial edge where you have all these weird innovations in uh, church growth. And that ends up affecting both like the periphery semi-periphery and the core of the capitalist societies right and, th- and that's this... how Australia's functioning currently, sort of yeah,
0: we're gonna get to that
1: <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah it's it's a big topic. I have trouble, you
0: know no no no, there's a lot there's a lot to it for sure, and it's it's all over the place like like you said, it's Australia. Uh, the prime minister, it got to him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it got Scott to him. Wilson, yeah. It got to him with like cue drops too. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> um, friends
1: with uh, Brian Houston, the founder of Hillsong. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's where we should start. So, Hillsong, uh, many of you probably know it without knowing it, mm. right? I mean, what? Uh, Basically, every Time Life Christian collection is Hillsong music, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Our God is an awesome God. So we'll go a little bit through this Hillsong article. But um, I mean, first, I don't know. Have you had any experience with Hillsong members or anything like that?
1: It seems like every major church in the Midwest Mm-hmm. um buys hillsong music mm-hmm. and you also have a series of hillsong and franchise churches in at least texas i haven't checked if there's which ones they have in oklahoma but definitely okay. in texas and also new york city they built one in 2010 in new york city
0: i will say their music is like super penetrating right yeah um I have, obviously, you don't hear it in a Catholic mass, but <laughs> I have heard it, you know, I have heard members of the Catholic Church playing, like, Hillsong music in, like, events and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it, it penetrates all the way through, even though I, I think that's disgusting, I'm not going to argue with my church about it, but, hey, whatever, I, I'm sure. going to ignore it. Um it reminds me
1: that's been massive. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It reminds (laughs) me of
0: that guy who's that fucking uh that new street preacher that goes around. I can't remember his name. He's a big Q guy. He's the one who like has people handing over drug needles and shit like
1: that. Oh wow.
0: Yeah, he does those whole like he does these like promotional videos. I'll have to look them up for next time. I'll put a link somewhere in here. But yeah, Hillsong is under a little bit of fire, I guess. Right. So yeah. Let's start with this article. Um, I'm going to kind of skim through it to the important parts, but let's start with the intro. Hillsong, for years, what most people outside Australia thought of when they heard that word was music and small wonder. No, Hillsong isn't just big in terms of Christian music. As one of Australia's biggest music exporters, it is in terms of all music. According to Christian Copyright Licensing International, more than 50 million people per week sing songs by Hillsong. So there's your licensing.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and a lot of scandal, you may be thinking. The news that has rocked the megachurch and the Christian world over the past weeks and months has highlighted longstanding concerns. But we, as we examine the problems, let's also look at what Hillsong is and where the Hillsong movement came from. And how we can respond as it seeks to move forward in redemptive faith. These people, they say we hang on to the church too much. (laughs) Let's see. So, blah, blah, blah. This church impacted the global church. Like we said, we've still heard hill songs such as hits like Shout to the Lord, Oceans. What a beautiful name. These are all Hillsong's that have impacted more than one generation of Christian. Of course, Hillsong stands for much more than just songs. Sure, Song is part of the global megachurch's name, but that was incidental. The church changed its name to Hillsong because that's what everyone else called it. In other words, the overwhelming success of the songs, CDs and conferences resulted in a complete rebranding of the original church. Always a good sign (laughs) when you have to rebrand your religion. Right, yeah. Um, let's see. Despite the nomenclature and popularity of music, Hillsong still views itself first and foremost as a local church. Okay, founding pastor Brian Houston emphasized this Hillsong is a local church that meets local needs first. So, how did this local church become a global church with the campus in 30 countries on six continents? Once we Australians got beyond our shock, we came to expect the growth that it seemed unstoppable. <laughs>
1: The funny phrase. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: By 2022, Hillsong had 150,000 weekly attendees in more than 100 locations, formed its own denomination, and seemed on the verge of much more. Its own denomination. Denomination. Okay. Denomination of what? So, uh, Pentecostal heritage. Here we go. Many charisma readers may wonder if Hillsong is Pentecostal. But Hillsong has always considered itself to be a Pentecostal church. For 35 years, it was a critical part of the Assemblies of God in Australia. In fact, Brian Houston was the national president for 12... Oh, okay. President of the Pentecostals in Australia. The fact that Hillsong dedicated an entire page of its 2020 annual report to Pentecostalism makes its identity quite clear. The, uh yeah, yeah. The Australian public sees him as Pentecostal, even the, I don't know, the mayor. <laughs> Whatever you call the... the Colonial mayor. (laughs) But here's where we get to go. Let's start with the scandals. All right. What about the scandals? Scandals have impacted Hillsong throughout its history. Jeff Bullock, Frank Houston, Pat Miss Missidi. These historic names all had a massive influence on the church in its early years. So... so much influence that people wondered if the church would recover from their respective departures. Boy, it's always like that at an evangel or like a Protestant or like an evangelical church. Isn't it? It depends they on, keep the, hanging uh, on Yeah. It, it depends on the pastor. If you get the good guy who draws people in, you keep them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've noticed that a lot. Um, I just don't. I, it's fucking goofy to me. So. But anyways, but Hillsong continues its exponential growth. Of course, these names are all local and all these star- stories were largely Australian stories until Carl Lentz. The Carl Lentz controversy went far beyond just an Australian or an American church problem. It was a global problem. They reminded us of the tractor- pastor's that attract worldwide attention. They come to the crowd. What did he do? Google Carl Lentz fall, and you will see over 1.4 million results. That's good. Um, <laughs> what did he do? Do you know? <laughs> Can you elaborate on this? <laughs> um, let's see. We're going to have to look up Carl Lentz.
1: <laughs> uh, you want to know now?
0: Yeah, go ahead. I didn't go want to it. break
1: up the flow because it, it's no, so no, no. Because we're guess. gonna go
0: through these because, like, I want to. Yeah, they're it, not gonna so tell funny, us very specifically, unfortunately.
1: No, like, like it's so funny listening to uh, what's this guy's name? Chris Friend, yeah, the author, like, just not mention the issue. So Carl Lentz, um, on May thirty first, twenty twenty one, the former nanny of Lentz's children abused him. Uh, sorry, not abused. Accused, accused him of bullying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> nanny, no. His nanny, a former nanny, accused him of bullying, abuse of power, and sexual abuse. Um, no, and this no. isn't the only accusation. There's been a bunch. Um, he also baptized Justin Bieber in a NBA <laughs> player's uh, bathtub. Gulen. Um, Kevin Durant's.
0: Ennis Gulen. Gulen no okay oh <laughs> uh no, th- that okay. might
1: have also happened i don't know but
0: <laughs> no nah, he's a ghoulish so yeah that is another thing this is the church of like celebs right like this yeah is, uh kim Kardashian Selena gomez all of them. yeah yeah okay yeah i know this i know of the church and i know do they have a university
1: oh i didn't i don't know
0: I don't either. That's a good question. I was trying to think of the other big university besides Liberty the other day, and I could it, it couldn't come to mind. Hmm.
1: Oral uh, Roberts and Tulsa, I, there's a bunch. And that one's also yeah. Pentecostal.
0: Oh, oh good. Well <laughs> go to um, a Jesuit university, people. You'll learn it, real things. <laughs> there is a Hillsong College. Where is it? Um, I don't know. I just know it exists, I believe. Uh because someone mention that to me because i'd always bring up liberty as the example right yeah yeah because liberty is the prime example of like the evangelical like dipshit college for guys who are scamming Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: so yeah anyways um again this isn't going to mention it so he had sexual assault charges yeah
1: Um,
0: okay when did this start i mean a couple years ago recently because this thing was hillsong seemed like it was pretty much on the top for a long time there
1: there there's a whole bunch of uh accusations and also criminal charges against various leaders, including Brian Houston's father, um, which apparently Brian Houston uh did not alert criminal authorities <laughs>
0: of uh, yeah, wow, okay. Yeah,
1: so like Brian Houston knew what his father was doing. Yeah. And then they um, pointed the
0: finger at Catholics, probably.
1: <laughs> I do not know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I I should have created like a list of all the different accusations against the different leaders. Um, I mean, various levels, you know, yeah. it's the normal. Everyone's covering it
0: up. I mean, this is like yeah. the, the Protestants pretend they don't do it. You know what I right, mean? Right. Even though they're obsessed with sex. Right. So and then once you. it
1: happens, they'll say, Well, it was one bad apple. Right. But then yeah, yeah. they'll be like, don't look at any structural issues within oh, the institutions. They'll
0: you know? pretend it because it's Protestant, it has no structure,
1: right? Right. Yeah. They're just like, people. Oh, <laughs> no,
0: damn, shame, nothing we can do, but this guy did it on his own. Yeah. Okay. So here's the next paragraph um about what happened, I guess, a little bit. Then, just as the dust from the Carl Lentz disaster finally seemed to be settling, the New South Wales State Police charged Brian Houston with uh, allegedly failing to report the pedophilia crimes of his father, Frank Houston.
1: Let's go through the Frank Houston ones here, because these are a really big deal. Um, I got a list. Okay. So Frank Houston, father of Hillsong Church founder Brian Houston, was a pastor in New Zealand and Australia who sexually abused boys over the course of his ministry. So he's Um, like the youngest gemstone, Calvin. (laughs) Yes, yeah, he's like Calvin. One of the nine identified victims was abused in the 60s and 70s uh, when he was 7 to 12 years old, and that's according to um, Uh, the Australian... Crikey. Part of news corp australia yeah no crikey is a different pu- news publication in australia. i know it's real i know i know it's real that's why i said i'll yeah <laughs> uh well, 60 here. minutes australia reported on this too on this case in the 60s and 70s uh in 1999 the child's mother reported the abuse to the assemblies of god denomination um so this mm-hmm. implicates the assemblies of god over the past several decades um there's a whole bunch of other cases we don't have to get into involving the father, but the thing is Brian Houston uh, according to the New South Wales police, Brian Jeez. Houston knew about his father and he was
0: abusing kids himself right I, mean, uh, I would have to check. Oh, wait, no hey let's see this. Houston was allegedly failing re- okay, so he's just like um a Joe Paterno this is a joe paterno situation
1: could you explain it's been a while <laughs> uh
0: they knew he was abusing kids and everyone just didn't say anything
1: right because they're and, like
0: damn he's a good coach
1: yeah and brian houston the son of this pedophile has been accused by adult women of okay. um, i don't know if assault but at least harassment i, I had to on right. that
0: Just Andrew Cuomo style stuff. Yeah. Guys being guys. Uh, So he ended up taking extended leave from the church. Then during his leave, this is Brian Houston. Then during Brian's leave, more statements emerged from Hillsong, including allegations of substance abuse and inappropriate conduct against Brian himself. You can read more of it about one of the many articles that's been published. Not here. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> not in yeah. charisma
1: magazine yeah no
0: absolutely not uh you may also read that brian resigned on march 23rd 20 well i just read right
1: it. right the fuck? and he was replaced by senior pastors phil and lucinda dooley so they're the ones in charge of Hillsong since january right. 2022 in march 2022 Brian Houston issued an email apology to the Hillsong members for the accusations against him personally by women in the church. But I don't, I haven't found any statements. Sorry if I made you feel uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Again, I don't want to misstate anything because these aren't the only, um, sexual harassment and sexual assault accusations against uh, various leaders of various churches in Australia and the United States, right? Right, right. And there's there's a whole bunch of details there, but like big picture, it's also like, um, one of the things that's kind of been lost in these scandals and like obviously sexual assault and harassment are very serious. But the wider context of using unpaid employee labor and also um, volunteer labor
0: mm-hmm. out of
1: people doing like 12 to four, allegedly 12 to 14 hour uh, days, sometimes unpaid, um, yeah. that's a context that's going to breed this kind of even more extreme sexual abuse
0: well when we get to another organization i i I looked at later um you find out that they're working with like the salvation army and shit like that which is yeah essentially (laughs) slave labor yeah you know yeah um so let's see how they handled it though it's as though two hillsong worlds existed simultaneously (laughs) (laughs) the raping one and the church one One was the world of the rich and famous, the crowds that came to Hillsong NYC because Justin Bieber or Selena Gomez are celebrities. And then there was the world of the average Joe or Jill, the people who belong to a local Hillsong church for other reasons. What other reasons? Fucking freaks. I'm going to go off on a lot of tangents here. Sorry.
2: <laughs> That's fine.
0: Um, yeah, these churches suck. I've seen like video of them. They literally are, like, the thing I make fun of with, like, the laser light shows and shit. Right, right, right. The people who belong to local Hillsong churches for other reasons, they came for the community, they came to worship God, they came, or they keep coming because they believe this is where God planted them. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Next paragraph. Many of these grassroots members are highly active, though this is what you want to talk (laughs) about. Many of these grassroots members are highly active. They are involved in outreach. They responded quickly to help flood victims in Southeast Queensland, Australia. They volunteer with homeless services. They're involved in advocacy work for refugees, which includes a ministry campus at Villawood detention center, a church inside a refugee camp inside. Those are ours. Get out of there. First off, those are our people. Second off, you don't belong in a refugee camp when you've got the rape church, you know? Mm. But the thing is, it's like, okay. So they're doing these outreach type of programs. And this is what you talk about when you're like, these are people who are forced to go and shit like that, you know, or like Mm. socially pressured to go when you end up going to do, I mean, look at mission work. Look at the Mormons, right? The Mormons are forced to go yeah age 18 and i can't imagine that like a um in a sort of church that grows out of the millenarian type of framework that Mm. it's much different you know what i mean
1: interesting yeah yeah
0: so this kind of work is spread across the continent in perth hillsong houses and alternative education program also let me say that when the catholic church shows up in a disaster and cleans up, are they going to ask you to go to their schools? Yes, are you going to learn more in their schools than you're ever going to learn in one of these Hillsong schools? Also, absolutely, yes, because the Jesuits have to teach real things, you know. That's what fears me about this is like it, it, they move in on like they moved in, they're shock doctoring them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. They're going into like places like, you know, uh, Houston and shit like that. And we're just like, we're going to shock doctor you. And granted, that's what everybody does. That's what missionary work does, you know? Sure. But, sure. And the Mormons did it during Katrina. I mean, you can't really blame anybody. But just so it's clear, like this is shock doctor and like uh, proselytizing. Right. Right. So in Melbourne, Hillsong helps with food provision. provision. And yes, Hillsong writes worship songs. Lots of them. <laughs> This is a puff piece. Hillsong's Song's local ministry doesn't get the secular media press attention because the headlines don't line up with what the public expects. You never cover when we're <laughs> doing church stuff, you assholes. <laughs> in addition to the work of the members, the church as a whole has responded to giving global issues such as those in Afghanistan. Oh, God. Giving to global issues such as those in Afghanistan and Ukraine. Hillsong countered the mental health challenges of COVID nineteen by training 321 staff in suicide prevention response. Was Hillsong the ones who were going to like the Polish-Ukrainian border and just singing songs and then leaving?
1: I don't know. I know they have a church in Kiev that they sort of took from the original owners, and then they forced them to sign a non-disclosure agreement, and then that this was like over eight years ago and then once the wife of that pastor couple got her green card then they said hey hillsong took our church in kiev
0: they actually had <laughs> a big article yeah they actually had a big article about um we'll have to go over it some other time but they had a big article in the same issue of charisma about ukraine which i was wondering mm.
1: about that's really interesting yeah i'd like to read that
0: hmm let's see Hillsong doesn't get the right attention for when they're doing the things that aren't raping kids. In addition to the work of members of the church as a whole, has responded by giving global issues such as those in Afghanistan, Ukraine, Hillsong counter, the mental health, blah, blah, blah. The church continues to train young people through a variety of accredited training programs. Okay, I got to see accredited for what? (laughs) I, I, you can get ordained online. We failed the fucking Operation Underground Railroad certification, and they still gave it to me. So, (laughs) no, I don't trust any of these people. All, right. All of this occurs through programs that belong to Hillsong directly as through the significant partnerships the church has developed with leading Christian organizations. Here we go. Compassion International. What is this? Alpha Crucis College. Alta One. College. Mika Australia. Ethical Voice. Oh, here it is. The Salvation Army. And the Storehouse i would assume most of those are slave labor or intern labor from the colleges yes and here's
1: another thing they say um that belonged okay programs that belong to hillsong directly okay let's back up hillsong kind of has a model where yes they do buy real estate and build new churches but Mm -hmm. they also work with pre-existing local churches and pre-existing programs and organizations so sometimes it's hard to tell whether they directly own that program or church or whether they've enfranchised it via branding and sharing resources right so i just want to say it's not clear if they hillsong directly you know plan
0: to take it over bro right that's season one
1: of gemstones yeah that oh yeah exactly yeah they they've they've been accused of doing this in sydney and melbourne yeah yeah
0: yeah. it's season one of gemstones i mean you got a better church you got a fucking you know you got a bigger show you got your starbucks in the lobby
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and you're competing with churches that have been there you know for a hundred years or whatever which relatively speaking isn't
1: long but for australia it is (laughs) it's ancient yeah 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 It's the the formal and real subsumption of small churches to mega churches.
0: Yeah.
1: Marxists. Yeah.
0: It's a fucking, yeah. It's a shame because, like, the mega churches, as say what you will about the, like, little Protestants and shit like that. One, they have no power unless they're a coalition, you know?
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They
0: have to approach, like, local government as a coalition. Yeah. And two, they don't spend their time violently obsessed with everything that is actually going perfectly right for them. Right. You know, like everything is cool. Life is going pretty well. I own these three sick ass jet skis, (laughs) but also I heard they're putting litter
1: boxes in the bathroom,
0: you
2: know,
1: (laughs) I, I feel like that's a real headline somewhere.
0: Yes, it is. There was a state senator, maybe in your state, pal. Really? Yeah, who complained that furries were shitting in a litter box. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Love to find that. after this. Um,
1: Yeah. Let's see.
0: No one. All right, back to the article. No one. Who oh, I just it.
1: found it. Yeah, it's on PolitiFact already. Yeah, yeah.
0: there was uh, the first time I saw it was on a TikTok video with some mom in her car. <laughs> and I looked it up, and it turns out it started in Canada like five years ago. <laughs> uh, so they're man. recycling Canadian memes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking so stupid. I, thats the next step of trans. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, back to the article here. No one who knows of the relationship between secular journalism and the church will find it surprising. That most articles focused on the negatives of Hillsong. Okay.
1: Thoughts? Well, I mean... They were fucking kids. That, here's a tricky thing. So I, I haven't done like a survey of all Australian news coverage of Hillsong. Mm-hmm. But there is a weird thing where it's like, yes, the national news will cover the big scandals at Hillsong and um, the stuff with the prime minister um a relationship with brian houston but then you like with all those refugee um events and disasters and what um you get a lot of uh local press that's very positive about what hillsong is doing locally you know yeah 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 so it's a bit it was, of both positive and negative i don't know
0: at the same time though i'm sure they're taking the place of what the government should be doing you know, yes. know what i mean like and they're when making it the says... press releases for it too Right. Like when it says they're uh, administering to like refugees. Yeah. Detention center. According to Hillsong. Right. And even if they are, that's something the Australian government doesn't want to do. Right. You know, because these islands are like shanty towns already.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: So they don't want to do it. Like, fucking. And that's how it is here. I mean, if a charity will step in and do it, good because we're not going to.
1: Yeah. 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 Again,
0: Hurricane Katrina is a
1: great example. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I always cite that as like the LDS first on site, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, had what, like 70 tractor trailers ready to go the night before or something like that, Mm. and immediately hit New Orleans before FEMA, you know, before any type of disaster relief.
1: The police Mm -hmm, were just mm -hmm. shooting
0: people. I guess they were there, but they weren't really helping. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) let me ask you something. Back to, in this article, what about the tens of thousands of committed Christians who faithfully serve him day after day? Can we respond to the challenges they're facing? How can we support them? Here we go. The lists. We love lists. Here is the number one ways, top ways you can support the people of Hillsong. I guess uh, I want you <laughs> to get what would number one be, you think?
1: uh internal investigation external investigation yeah
0: call the police and do an
1: investigation
0: (laughs) maybe get a detective down here some child specialist nope it's pray actually you were way off we should pray for hillsong scripture calls us not only to pray for ourselves but for one another let's remind ourselves that while spirit-filled believers have far more in common with hillsong than with most cessations like john MacArthur. the fuck is this
1: okay i had to look that up uh john macarthur he's a random american evangelical pastor the cessationist they're talking about uh cessationist versus continuationist which is do christians still speak in tongues do they have gifts of the holy spirit after okay that apostolic age it's a random thing is like it's out of left field but yeah Hmm. That's cessationists, they say uh no more speaking in tongues after the first apostles.
0: Now, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Uh I don't have a dog in that fight <laughs> exactly. Well, um, uh yeah, I think I don't both. think people are speaking. Yeah, I don't think people are speaking. Yeah.
0: You yeah. wanna go um hey, you know, you guys wanna go hear Aramaic, go to a fucking Chaldean or like a Coptic service, yeah. You, you can hear what an ancient language really sounds like, and it's not <laughs> like, like fuck that bullshit. <laughs> you can go he, literally, literally hear the language that Christ talked. If you go to a Chaldean service, quit goofing off. So, it's clear that Hillsong is hurting right now, as the Apostle Paul reminds us in First Corinthians. And they fucking love Paul. If one part of the body suffers, all the other parts suffer with it. Bro. This is a bad PR release. <laughs> As yeah, the body like of Christ. Pray- yeah. <laughs> the Matt Gates defense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're coming for me to get you. <laughs> no, they aren't, pal. Yeah. <laughs> As the body of Christ, we are all suffering with Hillsong. Bro, you're all hyper individualist You're lying. <laughs> Some of that suffering may be self-inflicted.
1: Hey, That's okay. Sort of what they're
0: talking about there. Uh, okay. All of them. Because they're not really victims. They're never really victims. Besides, like, the sexual assault victims that they're trying to fucking wipe under the rug here. None of them are victims. Their lives are fine. A member had direct access to the prime minister of Australia and got him to insert, what was it, ritual sexual abuse
3: Mm, in one
0: of his speeches. Yeah. You're not oppressed. Shut up. You baptized Justin Bieber, for Christ's sakes. (laughs) So, one Hillsong pastor spoke openly about the pain in the church caused by the flood of derogatory comments and negative articles, but this doesn't solve the problem. We need less gossip and more prayer. Everyone shut up. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a good strategy. Imagine if the Vatican did that and it just came out and was like, Hey, why don't shut the fuck up and be more positive. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. They would kill us. Uh, <laughs> If you are part of Hillsong, we are praying for you. A large portion of your charisma family is praying for you. The magazine's praying for me. Great. Right? <laughs> we love you. Let's pray for our fam- family at Hillsong. Solution number two, my favorite. The only thing that can get you out of a tough situation. Prophecy. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> prophetic voice of the pentecostal charismatic world is one that by the power of the holy spirit edifies and encourages the body of christ now these are people who believe that basically all of them can talk to christ yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: okay this is one of those whole like the gospel is learning how to spell jesus and you're basically good (laughs) you know like you got the name down yeah straight yeah 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 uh let's see sadly the pastors leaders and members of hillsong have already heard from the cynics i told you so sorry quote i told you so unquote quote i knew it unquote and other such comments don't help they only serve to make the pain worse well this is devious man yeah this is fucking sick like bro your guys in jail for covering up sex abuse Well, not
1: yet. He's he's very much free still.
0: I don't care, but this isn't like the time to (laughs) stop telling. Stop saying I told you so to me. Leave me alone. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So here we go. But here's why you don't do it. Let's be honest. Stating what's wrong doesn't require a prophetic voice. Oh, my. What? Bro, this church. I'll team up. Any Mormons listening, I'll team up with you. Let's get rid of this.
2: <laughs>
0: Again. Um, it doesn't require prophetic voice. That's merely an observant one. But stating the promises of God that have come through a pro- a prophetic word can greatly encourage our friends at Hillsong as they look to them. Okay, so they're doing cue proofs.
1: Right? Yeah, they're saying, like, if you don't have anything positive to say, don't say it at all. We need, we need prophecy about how we're going to get past these uh right allegations
0: well yeah exactly q never said like we're losing right Right. yeah (laughs) you don't want to hear that message so this is the same type of shit man and and, and that's why you know they are aligned with it at some point so many of these big churches are now Mm. but yeah the members leaders pastors and the whole family of hillsong need us their pentecostal charismatic family to align our words with what god is saying to them right now this is a guy in jail with the plastic rosary and uh, the Psalms and the New Testament pretending he found Jesus. That's what that last paragraph was. Yeah. Now for the important paragraph, the final lesson with probably the least information. <laughs> Step three is learn. We can learn from Hillsong Yeah, to leave. Hillsong has meant a great deal to many of us in the contemporary hang on here, Pentecostal church. We've been singing their songs, attending their conferences, and listening to their voice. Theirs is... Oh, sorry, <laughs> I got distracted by text. My son texted me. But we've been singing their songs, attending their conferences, and listening to their voice. There is something supernatural about Hillsong. Bro, no, no. <laughs> it's a fucking rock venue. uh I've known ever since I've heard that first song. There's a creative edge, a prophetic voice, a new wine skin that God has used not only to form Hillsong itself, but also to impact the contemporary Pentecostal church in Australia and beyond. It's as mm-hmm. though Hillsong, go ahead. Oh, just
1: <laughs> no, just like impact the contemporary Pentecostal church for maybe. Better or worse. (laughs) Yeah, they did something, I guess,
0: right? I mean, the music factories, that's, I think, what they try and point to when they're like, look at what we did, right? Because Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. no other successful uh, Christian like music label like that. No. That's true. I'll give them that. Now, let's go on to why this might be a problem. There... (laughs) It is though Hillsong has been a thermostat used by God to set the temperature for many churches and Christians who have moved out of legalism into a genuine freedom in Christ. <laughs> oh, buddy. All right. I'm going to go off for a minute. Yeah. Legalism is correct. It is It is the only thing to do, because when you move away from legalism, you end up like these people. You end up writing the rules retroactively, right? Mm. Like I said about like the three jet skis, you (laughs) know, like, oh, I have these three sick ass jet skis. God must like me. And that's why like the bootstrap mentality works so well here. Whereas, like they say, that it's guilt in the Catholic Church. But the thing is, it's like you have to do work. Yeah, you have to do a job to prove perfu- to prove that you're loyal to the the body of the church. These guys get to just start making prophecy and like speaking in tongues wherever the hell they go. They don't want to pay their bill at Applebee's. They can just start speaking in tongues and making prophecies. They're like the these are like the Anabaptists trapped in Munster. They're just going nuts, you know.
1: Yeah, and I'd love it if they were like legalistic about something, like, "Oh, pay your employees."
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't use this as a real estate scam.
1: Yeah. Oh, Don't ho- abuse people.
0: <laughs> hopefully, they back it up on a currency like the assignat or something, and it just falls. Like we made new church money, and then make the um, always sunny internal dollars. Where they have the, the oh. campers <laughs> out front <laughs> yeah <laughs> so apparently this place is the barometer and legalism is trash um so now that you have your freedom in christ to say he wants you to do whatever the hell you feel like doing this has brought about a major paradigm shift a focus on leadership development well whoa, whoa, whoa. why do you need leaders the legalism is dead Right. A, move, a move to practical ministries outside of Sunday services. Okay, breaking the commandment there. New creative expressions, networking across denominational lines, and more. I bet you they're not reaching out to us. 20 bucks says they're not really talking to the Catholics. <laughs> we are right to thank God for how he has used Hillsong, but the Hillsong of 2022 is more than just a thermostat it is a bellwether church that's the same thing
1: they he keeps saying that yeah
0: yeah but god has used it to influence us and now he is using it to show us that the further paradigm shifts lie ahead This sounds all very problematic this is like millerite robes yeah yeah you know um it's like the again, and I think there's um there is some stuff in this magazine that is like basically predicting, you know, it's all coming at They're millenarians. They're just like the old um and I think that's why the Q term is apt, right? Great awakening.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because this is another one. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the tent revivals or the you know, the early like nineteenth century.
1: Yeah. And just and, to make it really big 20th, idea. Yeah, like big idea note here is, okay, Hillsong has to grow and flourish. That kind of theology just serves its accumulation of real estate, capital, licenses, membership. It just serves the accumulation of capital is what that theology does. Right, right. Like Falwell.
0: Yeah. And I think Falwell is a good example if you want to look through like how this is a scam. You know what I mean? Because Falwell was building massive buildings, he didn't need it, and it was just, they just—they were creating yeah. value, so it was a higher valued asset.
1: Yeah, and they become international, and who the hell knows what they're doing in other nations to right. accumulate more stuff. Yeah, more capital. And you give
0: you. it to your pu- pool boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all for—it was all for the pool
0: boy. <laughs> it's all for you, Damien. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see where are we i would suggest that as we watch hillsong respond to this current crisis we will see the church move into something new i imagine it'll be far more of a grassroots organization far more ground up than ever before (laughs) that's uh, you know what to the protestants that's what it's supposed to be Mm mm-hmm but y'all always fall for, like, the largest man who talks the loudest. Right. And I can't help you. You guys are acting as, like, interim prime minister the way Boris Johnson is. There will be <laughs> a hog who comes back and takes over. Don't worry.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. Part of this will come in the way Hillsong has begun both the investigation process and the revision of government. The vision
1: of governance is a weird phrase. What's their governance system like? I mean, Dulys took over. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. What is a Protestant like governance system look like?
1: Like a corporation in this case. Hang on. You so. know,
0: an international corporation. Like a, a USB C. Here, take this. No, take this. See if it works. God damn it. Okay. Is this what you need, man?
2: No. Yeah. Yeah. God damn
0: it. Anyway, <laughs> we're having trouble with the plugs. Uh, so, yeah the revision of government governance which always seems odd to me because um you know like i I recently spoke with the latter-day saints right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they have the people they consider to be the um extension of the prophets you know these guys are essentially the 12 apostles and they have um a prophet at the top Mm. But at the same time, like Smith started the church as a lay church. You know, it mm. was never meant to be um an ecclesiastical church. He was not a fan. And then somehow, well, probably because he needed more wives and had to cover it up at some <laughs> point. Yeah. You know, yeah. it became a it they literally, well, because they emulate, you know, um, Judaism so much. It became a sort of like structure like, oh, well, this is the new Jesus. Um, And it just kind of went on from there. So I don't I don't know. I feel like this. How do you restructure
1: the governance system on that? You know what I mean? You don't because you're suffering from an iron law of oligarchy. Right. In a capitalist context. So if they built it, I mean, yeah, yeah, you didn't build that. Yeah. You would have to have an internal mass movement because this church worldwide has over four hundred thousand attendees um in australia i think they have over thirty thousand in australia you would need some sort of internal movement like kind of like what um the catholic church has had internal movements against
0: uh right, right. child um,
1: abuse yeah yeah I and
0: mean, there's England. like there are liberal um you know there are liberal orders like the uh which call them? the uh I believe they called like Paulites or something,
2: mm.
0: which is the liberal order. They just got kicked off. Uh, I believe the Ohio State campus. Huh.
2: The, tackle bond.
0: the Paulists got kicked off of the uh, campus because they were too lib. I guess you know they couldn't have that around, so. They were thrown out. And yeah, there's also obviously, I mean, like I said, I meant I brought up the Jesuits earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an educational one. Uh, obviously, liberation theology was a big problem for a lot of people. <laughs> um, <laughs> so- Rome was not a fan, even though, like, you know, liberation theology leaders were always very clear that it, it wasn't Bolshevik or any bullshit like that. Right now, you have the set of anxious, you have the Latin right, you know, mm. and they're all over the place and they don't shut the hell up. So, but yeah, I, I think that here though, what you end up having when like evangelical churches do this stuff, like they just break off into new churches, you know, right, right. It'd be a, a diluted version of Hillsong afterward, after this is all said and done, you know, because that's what they do. That's the only thing you can do when you think, I mean, that's what, look at the founding of like anabaptism and stuff, you know, everyone starts breaking off saying they're a prophet. And I think that's, I think you might see a similar situation here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And charismatic movements have a tendency to like really focused on the leader. And then they always have trouble replacing that leader, usually with that leader's son or daughter. And then it just falls off in membership, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's true. Like, um, Falwell fall well again or uh who's another good example um shit who's the shit kids they're all shit kids <laughs> jim baker's daughter is doing he she just gets into announce every day
2: mm-hmm.
0: robertson's got no heir apparent because that show is gone the day he dies
2: mm.
0: whoever's holding that lifelong contract that he signed as soon as he's dead, there's no more 700 club. Thank God. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But yeah, it can't be, I, 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 especially with this much money, this much property, and things like that. You're talking about like democratizing massive amounts of wealth. Yeah. If you're going to talk about like a ground up reorganization of this mega church, that's impossible.
1: Yeah. And the church owns royalties on all the music. Uh, sold and performed by member churches and mm-hmm. other non-member churches. So, oh, so you got to rent them like a movie theater? Yeah, you. They pay lo- royalties to the church itself, so the church owns those. And this is something right, right. like: to what extent did uh Carl Lentz or Brian Houston, now the Dooley couple? I don't know to what extent they have control over those royalties, how they dip into those funds, or what.
0: It yeah, that's the thing is like like the Fall Walls, it's a slush fund, right? You never really fucking know where it's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. And you never know it's hidden, right? The the only guys mm-hmm. you you find out about are when they're busted, like Alex Jones, when he's just like, uh, I hid five dollars in like 13 fake LLCs. It's like, man, you're <laughs> you're really dumb at hiding money, bro. <laughs> But yeah, this one, is, it, it's hard to make a top. If you do like a bottom-up rearrangement of the church, you're just going to create like 50,000 more sects of this sort of Pentecostalism.
1: Maybe, but it, I mean, the, the tricky thing is like, I mean, probably you would have to find a way to divvy up the real estate.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You take and it. a
1: capital assets. They're going to do
0: the French shit. Yeah, (laughs) right yeah they're just gonna sell it they're gonna be like look prime lot on a hill you can overlook the beach yeah yeah they're gonna become secular radicals
1: it would be really interesting seeing uh hillsong nyc or hillsong houston or hillsong dallas going their own way like Mm -hmm. Autocephalous hillsong churches or whatever yeah
0: the new hillsongs in avignon (laughs) no but yeah it's hard to say like look i mean here we're going to the next sentence many groups that operate with the founding leader who is an apostle have that person as both the key leader and board chair hillsong has already removed this arrangement from its charter there no doubt will be more adjustments as the church seeks good governance and health as a faith community see yeah you're going to pick the popular leader again it's like the libertarians restarting capitalism right you reach the same point yeah point a always reaches point b it may look a little bit different but you you're going to get to point b no matter what right right so and again like there's always going to be the charismatic guy there's always going to be the guy who commands the room luckily in a real church that's a priest who's had to go to school and been chosen to be the priest for that place you can't just make him go away but well what do i know that's what you get when you call your church some shit like new beginnings and horizons (laughs) those those aren't church names but whatever other lessons will come too according to the article but the point is that we need to remain humble the other lessons are going to be all the crimes that come out (laughs) and we have to remain humble (laughs) and that's what it says look here without humility we won't be able to learn from either hillsong's successes or its failures so yeah he's literally he's literally doing that shit um let's see i the song i mentioned earlier is one i pray will be true for the people of hillsong in this season that god will hold them close that his love will surround them bring them near bring them near and draw them to his side that as they wait they'll rise up like the eagle and they will soar with him as the spirit leads them on in the power of his love
1: that's really and, dark man yeah
0: that he's not listening anyway not to them <laughs> may this be our prayer and may this be their reality
1: jesus <laughs> man
0: that is terrible man these people have no remorse
1: you're stuck with this corporate institution.
0: Yeah, they that's absolutely terrible. I I didn't even like focus on it like that when I read it. Like that's just no remorse. Sorry. Look. We'll do better.
1: Good luck but, finding another home church, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That's one thing that is funny though is as the world gets crazier and like the Q shit gets crazier and stuff like that, they are in trouble. I mean maybe that's something else we should bring up before we get off here is uh that Atlantic article where you're seeing all these evangelical uh preachers have trouble because they you know that have the audacity to say something like uh I think black people have a soul. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's enough to be like I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you wouldn't endorse Donald Trump. You said black people might have a right to like have a life so yeah you're seeing a lot of those where uh, there's that's what i mean there's a lot of like street preaching going on which reminds me a lot of one of the older great awakenings you know what i mean Hmm. yeah yeah because that's what it was it was breaking away from the old prods on the east coast right Mm -hmm. okay here's page 88 i found page 82 this is uh do you know uh, Stephen Strang? No. Okay. Stephen Strang is founding editor of Charisma. Oh, okay. Oh. Learn about the books he's written at StephenStrangBooks.com. No, thank you. See, here's his thoughts on Hillsong. 47 years ago this month, Charisma became the magazine on spirit-led living. No. No. God. Fuck. <laughs> Everything in this is wrong and a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, they became the the magazine of spirit-led living in the heyday of the charismatic movement. Each week, we learned of outpourings of the Holy Spirit on a new church denomination. It was an exciting time to report what the Spirit was doing in the world. Something few other journalists were doing. They didn't care for a reason. Uh, We heard of a few ministers stepping down due to indiscretions, but we didn't report on those. Oh, my. (laughs) Because everyone was excited about the good things God was doing. Let me reread that. We heard of a few ministers stepping down due to indiscretions, but we didn't report on those because everyone was excited about the good things God was doing. (laughs) That's (laughs) up. <laughs> First paragraph: Wine that nobody pays attention to you. Second paragraph: Thank God we were the ones here, so nobody knew about the bad shit. <laughs> we acted as if the bad things didn't exist. In 1981, reality struck. My longtime pastor stepped down when a series of affairs came to light. My mentor, Jamie Buckingham who had been crushed by his own moral failures, helped me work through my disappointment. He understood the pain of his own failures, opened his heart to the baptism in the Holy Spirit in 1967. Don't know what that means. It means nothing. That's empty. Then came 1987 when the secular media, oh, here comes the devil,
2: <laughs>
0: played up the PTL scandal, followed by Jimmy Swaggart's. Mother, 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 please. <laughs> I have sinned. <laughs> I remember how devastating this was to the body of Christ. Large, prospering ministries were winning th- thousands to Jesus. Well, there was nothing else to put on TV, and you guys went on for free, bro. You lucked out. But now they were a national laughingstock in that the coming-of-age era for charisma we tackled the tragedies with the cover story by jamie buckingham in june 1987 called god is shaking his Heart church you know what this reminds me of is that the panic evangelicals are having over like deconstruction right now
1: oh yeah they don't want those testimonies they're like anti-testimonies
0: yeah yeah they hate the deconstruction shit right yeah because it's this so relatable t- yeah yeah exactly <laughs> the church <laughs> sucks yeah the church sucks but the book seems kind of cool you know <laughs> yeah yeah and i honestly i'm not a pro i'm not opposed to like i don't know like a spiritualism or some bullshit like that but it's when you're not causing active harm which yeah these people this dude brought up jimmy swaggart in his defense so
1: <laughs> that's crazy that's yeah. so insane <laughs> what the heck are I just want to. I'm going to start reading Charisma magazine now just to see what they say about Jimmy Stager. I and will it.
0: send yeah. you every issue after I'm done with it if you want. I'm going to hell. Get, I will <laughs> get you these. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But now we, they were a national laughing stock. In that coming of age era for Charisma, we tackled the tragedies with the cover story, which brings us to today. When one of us, the best examples of, Pente- of the Pentecostal megachurch, Hillsong Church of Australia is in the news while a critical documentary is circulating. Oh, there's a documentary. I watched it in disbelief. Hillsong blessed believers with wonderful songs and stood as an example of service to its community. The church's theology was spot on. No.
2: <laughs>
0: God, you're reading the next article. I can't do this. <laughs> And no compromise when many churches are going liberal or woke. There it is. Shut up. Yeah. But he has to because his members will literally accuse him of being woke for not raping children somehow. That's the next level
1: is like political culture war because you, you can only get so far with like doing the whole community thing because the community thing is kind of a crock. You
0: can't a, afford yeah, to, you know. It's a pastiche, right? It's a fucking it's a postmodern impression of community.
1: Yeah. And then you need to become a ward of the state, not Australia in this case. Yeah, but yeah. And you,
0: <laughs> you you can't be part of a community when like the community's general driver is to take money from you. Right. That's you don't that's not a community. Your neighbors aren't asking you for money. No, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Unpaid labor, you can't farm a community out of that.
0: Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's unless you're on like a commune. Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, the church, uh, sorry, but they didn't go woke. Like most megachurches, <laughs> Hillsong has had its critics. When founder Brian Houston ran into legal problems over how the church handled her- a horrific problem with pedophilia with his own father in the 1990s, It was suddenly front-page news. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. I wonder why. We got a whole movie about the Catholic Church (laughs) with, like, fucking Mark Ruffalo, you piece of shit. (laughs) After the press reported that Carl Lentz, the flamboyant pastor of Hillsong NYC, was having an affair, things began falling apart. As this issue's cover story reports, several churches left the fledgling Hillsong denomination and additional charges came out about Houston until he stepped down. Suddenly, this was a problem that—oh de- my god! Suddenly, this was a problem that demanded attention. One we have sought to handle with love and mercy. oh <sighs> This sucks. This Suddenly, is suddenly—you really told you narc. Yeah. Yeah, what a fucking asshole. Oh, my God. My purpose, at least the Catholic Church, like they're hiding money and like trying to flee and shit. (laughs) These people knew and they're just like, damn it. The media put it on the newspapers. And now they fucking we were just trying to do uh, solving the problem in a nice way with love and mercy. (laughs) And then the media fucked it up. Like think, bro, the media made a pope step down. Like, what do you want? Uh, yeah. My purpose, and why do they have to write, what, what would they have to write about you when you're doing something positive? It's not going to make the front page like you handed out sandwiches, you fucking prick. My purpose in writing this is to help us learn charisma senior contributing editor Lee Grady and I have written about how celebrity status can lure anyone into deception. A successful entrepreneur politician or athlete can succumb to fame but for the rest of us who may never be tempted this way the enemy of our souls attacks families and churches what what okay yeah what people get hurt and are pulled away from christ because your church sucks dickhead it's your don't put that on them yeah you fucking hillary clinton over here you failed me (laughs) it's sad when these things happen because they shouldn't okay great but bad things happen to good people and the bible is full of examples of men and women of god who failed yet god used them anyway bro i'm gonna fucking do a charlie hebdo on this motherfucker (laughs) no joke but anyone who's listening in the Caliphate. Think about it. <laughs> oh, good. He's got... I discuss these issues in my new book. It was a plug the whole time. They released <laughs> in 2023 called Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World.
1: Oh, I address,
0: Yeah, I addressed the Hillsong controversy as an example of how we deal with issues in leadership in the body of Christ.
1: Oh, no. This book sounds bad.
0: We're getting this book. What are you talking about? Yeah,
1: we're, we we got to read it.
0: We're going to read a bunch of the books in this fucking magazine because they're insane. Yeah. God invented the stock market.
1: <laughs> when God went public, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that book. We got to read that book.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that is uh, that's some good economic lessons right there, bro. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this is all to promote his book, fucking How to Not Have Sex with Children in a Godless World. <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm calling it. Yeah. The book's point is that we must be led by the Holy Spirit to deal with. Oh, my God. Let me start this because you're going to love it. The book's point is that we must be led by the Holy Spirit to deal with woke culture, the march towards one world government, and perhaps the worst of times. Hell, yeah. (laughs) But but the Holy Spirit must also help us grow and have peace with God and purpose to do his will. We must empower us to continue serving him. And growing in grace no matter how bad things get. Hillsong is not the worst scandal ever, bro.
1: (laughs) Not the worst.
0: (laughs) Uh, If anything, it reminds us of how the media loves to criticize Pentecostals. And is an example of why we must face our problems, trust God, and continue. Bro, I have never heard about a Pentecostal. And that's why I'm asking you so many questions about them. I... The media is not hyper focused on every time a Pentecostal fucks up unless they go out in the media and say shit like we're here to stop woke culture. (laughs) Then the media might pay attention to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then they might get a little bit different. So you checked out something even cooler, if I believe. Uh, We'll move on from we're going to come back to uh, this uh, soon. We're gonna find out more about this one because these apologies are really hurting my brain. <laughs> but let's talk about um, the next article we got from this because this magazine's gold mine, and we're gonna be doing this again. Yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about Spirit War? Let's do it. You got you got it up in front of you. Uh
1: can't. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 getting it. I'm getting it. Uh, I'll read the
0: I'll read the intro. I got you. I make a point in my ministry of ensuring that believers are aware of the very real battle we are in against the enemy of our souls the devil and encouraging them to take authority over him in their lives. I also stress the fact that this they must be right with God in order to battle successfully. Why? Because engaging in spiritual warfare is very is a very vulnerable position. If there's anything in us that can open us up to the devil's attacks. For this reason, it is crucial for us to root out any strongholds that may be keeping us in bondage. So Nathan, what are the strongholds? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's four common ones.
1: Honestly, it, it gets so... <laughs> it's so hard for me to latch on to anything look in what you, they write
0: the four of the most common are pride offense rejection and control are these
1: okay
0: okay let's go one by one here pride <laughs> uh, you guys are too proud to apologize for raping kids that's one um offense Oh, the raping kids is the offense, I guess. Rejection. You've clearly rejected God because this has nothing to do with them. And um, that's what else they have control. No clue what that means. You guys have an outsized influence with the government. Uh, I guess you do all of these things. So the difficulty we face in dealing with them is that we often don't realize we have them. People in bondage typically don't know they're in bondage. They know it. <laughs> they do it, but they don't know it. you're the Marxist. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- and this is uh, the spirit war lady. This is a woman who is basically writing a series on how to defeat your celestial enemies.
1: Yeah, it, it, my eyes glaze over. So Kathy DeGraw... She's from Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So what was your interest in DeGraw? Because it just goes right over my head.
0: I don't know her too much, but I like this stuff they do. The spiritual warfare, the, yeah, courts, yeah. Of, the courts of heaven, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I believe are mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. The courts of heaven are where you go to litigate with the devil i guess, I guess. <laughs> yeah yeah you literally you literally litigate with the devil um so that is let me see if i can find you an excerpt from one of the courts of heaven's book because this is something that's quality this there is a whole legal system it is all made up by this one guy mm-hmm. um,
1: robert henderson you, you yeah. tell me about this guy yes he was yes. on the jim baker show
0: Right, and he's also been on a couple other things that I've heard him on. I can't quite remember. And like I said, he has a series of books. So this is um, gotquestions.org. Let's see. The word court has several uses in English among the meanings of blah, 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 tennis, a venue where legal cases are presented and a judge presides. In the New Testament, the word courts is normally used in a legal sense. The courts are in session, and proconsuls are available. Let them bring charges against one another. I think that that applied to the courts like at that time. This is from Act that was, that was Acts 19.38. So that's literally like the Roman courts. In the Old Testament, the term courts is used almost exclusively to refer to the temple or a part of the temple where God was enthroned. Solomon, your son, is the one who will build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him. This is all, like, misreading of the word court, I honestly think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be a royal court of God, right? It is. Which yeah. is not the same as a legal court in an Anglo context.
0: It's literally just meditation.
1: Yeah. Oh, my Isn't gosh, it, he has over seven books on just I'm courts I'm going to read the titles
0: I just saw. Operating in the Courts of Heaven. Granting God the legal rights to fulfill his passion. Unlocking destinies from the courts of heaven. Dissolving curses that d- delay and deny our future. Accessing the courts of heaven. you think that would come first. <laughs> How to position yourself for breakthrough in prayer. Prayers and declaration that open the courts of heaven. Well, if I get... That's just accessing them. Whatever. <laughs> Receiving... Receiving healing from the courts of heaven. Removing hindrances uh, that delay or or deny your healing. That's why this is picked up by like praying medic and shit, bro. Oh. Because, yeah, it's bullshit to like, you just meditate your problems away and send me money. Yeah. Uh, Redeeming your bloodline. Ooh. Foundations for breaking generational curses from the courts of heaven. Ooh, this is a good one. The cloud of witnesses in the courts of heaven, <laughs> partnering with the council of heaven for personal and kingdom breakthrough. Oh, issuing divine restraining orders from the courts of heaven, restricting. What? That's a book. Yes, twenty
1: nineteen. Wow. How many Hang books on. have you? These are bleeding together. You've listed like over nine books, right?
0: One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven eight i'm at eight right now (laughs) divine restraining order is number eight father friends and judge uh three dimensions of prayer that receive answers from heaven and praying for the prophetic destiny of the united states and the presidency of donald j trump from the courts of heaven (laughs) (laughs) what i think the recount was litigated there if i remember correctly (laughs) Uh, yeah, it has so.
1: one resetting economies from the courts of heaven
0: wow there's even more than okay
1: yeah this Robert guy Henderson.
0: has lit yeah he's written the entire legal code for heaven that's pretty yeah. impressive
1: and it happens to be a, a british common law adversarial court system in heaven
0: and look at that okay here's another good one henderson's concept of heavenly courts and how we can use them, are firmly rooted in prosperity theology. According to Henderson, wealth and healing are all there for the taking if we only know how to properly apply for them. His theology rests on the idea that God gave Adam, the first man, legal authority over the earth. So when Adam Mm. sinned, that authority was transferred to Satan. Now God Mm. is legally barred from taking action on earth what? He's the God. What? Wow. Why do you God doesn't need a court? All right, that's enough. I
1: mean a few things. One, Adam and not Adam and Eve. That's that's a bit patriarchal. Um
0: she couldn't hold property.
1: Right. Yeah, she
0: yeah, kind of was yeah. property,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well,
0: that's that, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's that's the court of heaven. I think we're going to get into those one day. We're going to bootleg a few of those. I got yeah. to I gotta know how to get the
1: restraining order. I really like this uh, resetting economies. From, yeah, the restraining order one, but this resetting economies, it says, discover how to stand in the courts of heaven on behalf of your nation's economy. This is the key to experiencing personal turnaround Brandon, and supernatural where are you? increase in your own financial situation. Well, he's talking about like, nation's economy but also your own financial situation i don't want my financial situation tied up with the united states right now you know <laughs> well look
0: no because if brandon just went into the court of heaven he yeah could fix it. <laughs> yeah he could fix this shit <laughs> all right so back to uh this not so lady the uh what's her name now kathy degraw yeah
1: yeah What
0: did you end up learning about her anything interesting um
1: too much so i listened to (laughs) her whole series on her podcast which is named after her book uh, spiritual warfare blah 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 um you can listen to her on spotify um there's a few hours on there now though it's very vague so she talks about she had her own personal passion meaning her period of trial where she was on her living room floor and she was seeing Jesus Christ's face in the carpet, and she spent weeks on this carpet about she, some sort of issue she was suffering over. She doesn't say what the issue was. Um, no clue. She doesn't say. You. Yeah. yeah, you fucking idiots. It, it sounds like a manic episode. Yeah, a it very long is. running one. Yeah. yeah, it's very vague. Um, she doesn't, you know, and her I, her husband's a pastor, right? Um, right. And so like, but she doesn't say, it's just so vague. And then she starts talking in this pseudo therapeutic language, which I've read plenty of, uh, of in the context of, uh, James Dobson, Dr. James Dobson, the, uh, family, Christian family counselor, you know, it sounds like that only even vaguer than Dobson's.
0: Right. right. Okay. Yeah. So I, I got something for you. Go for it. Uh, let's see. New share. I don't know, where it go? Here it is.
1: She's doing you know articles in this podcast for charisma magazine. She's yeah. tied into the charisma, you know, network. You know, I
0: don't know. Uh, and did they remove them all?
1: Uh the podcast sir
0: uh, folks, right in Audible, they removed all the courts of heaven books.
1: Oh no. What I've
0: got, yeah, have I got pray to pray about this. I got a bone to pick with it. Here we go. Oh, shoot, Hang on. Let me get you to the straight
3: speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Restraining orders. Look at them all. <laughs> Okay, buddy.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah, we'll be returning to those one day.
1: Yeah, I mean, one disturbing thing about her podcast and like each of her podcast episodes is about like seven to 10 minutes, something like that, like Mm. really short, very vague and basic, just generic. Like I'm looking at episode 54, conquering paranormal activity. When paranormal activity comes your way, what are your reactions and action? How do we handle paranormal activity? And then she gives you tips to handling and conquering paranormal. Ooh. And none of it's going to be interesting. I will, as soon as I hear what she says over these next 10 minutes, 17 seconds, I will totally forget what she said.
0: Uh, well, yeah. And the thing is, is that the tips aren't real because you call an exorcist idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> need the Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: why do you think we're the only ones whose imagery is used in movies? Because they don't have any.
1: Right, yeah.
0: They, yeah. they have people coming in with like a Donald Trump flag with the cross on it. That's their exorcist. I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't is. think so. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Uh, rejection is a hidden stronghold. No one ever wants to admit they have control issues. Therefore, instead of being released from these strongholds, we stay in bondage to them. I was bound in p- pride and control for years. I did not see it. Here we go. Fucked up marriage. My husband would tell me I knew I had a level of control and pride. Everybody does, but I didn't realize how bad it was. The overseer to my ministry would tell me I had pride and control. I would continually deny it. Finally, one day I saw it. I was shocked by
1: how blinding it was.
0: I was even more shocked that I'd never seen the bondage. I shut up.
1: <laughs> she's really vague about it too like what 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 trauma is she actually talking about
0: well she was she was getting armor on to go into spiritual warfare according to this last paragraph (laughs) yeah the four strongholds i mentioned are ones i strongly suggest you root out of your life before engaging in spiritual warfare so here's some of the strongholds offense the spirit of offense (laughs) begins with unforgiveness yeah, okay. A good defense. There, there is an ad in this ma- this issue of the magazine. It's just like it, they didn't know at the time, but it's like vote for fucking Republicans in 2022 <laughs> to make sure we can get rid of Roe. Yeah, yeah. If that's not on the offense, I don't know what it is. Of course, they'd consider it defense because they're protecting babies or whatever. <laughs> but so let's see. The person gets upset and feels they are entitled to justification, retribution, or an apology. But vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. It is our responsibility to release forgiveness, not hold people accountable for their actions or desire penance. Brent, this is literally infuriating to me as a Catholic. Which but part? All of it. don't get upset don't ask for an apology don't ask for penance just you know the big guy knows the sin's not you yeah just go the fuck on with your life yeah and who cares you know um look it like vengeance is mine i will repay says the lord oh okay by that measure let's get rid of jails i feel like charisma wouldn't be on board with that right but But yeah, so it's our responsibility to just forgive everybody who fucks us over. Uh, Unforgiveness, when not released and walked through, leads to a strong man of offense. Once offense grows, the person begins to think everyone else is wrong and they are always right. Lady, you're going to spiritual warfare, not me. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? All right, blah, blah, rejection. Rejection is a battle in the mind against lying and deceptive spirits. Rejection is not always uncovered at first because people who try to suffer try hard to be people pleasers to gain acceptance. They don't realize their fear of rejection is driving their behavior. You reject again, you reject them. You put social pressure on people to like you know be part of a cohesive unit. Because you don't have any rituals that make you part of a cohesive unit.
1: Right that's, right.
0: that's the problem. That's what happens in a Catholic church is you have these cohesive rituals where it's a communal project. As short-lived as it may be and as false as it may be, it is a communal project. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Next one. Control. Issues with Control manifest as a generational cause or curse Okay, so she's
1: really into this generational thing because so one of the series i listened to was a series of seven parts called healing mother wounds damn so mother issues
0: you know what yeah but and at the same time that's also another um a tendency i've noticed among like these types of christians is this idea that you are your ancestors too. Yeah. Like their spiritual energy kind of passes down to you. You know what I mean? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: There's a lot of people who think like, yeah, I'm just part of, that's why they like think like we created Western civilization or whatever.
1: Yeah. Because like they
0: think they're part of that like
1: bloodline that comes down forever. It's really insane. Yeah. That and genetic memories and, she's so vague that i can't tell like yeah intergenerational trauma is somewhat real in specific circumstances but i really can't tell what she means so for example here's what she says about her mother just to show how vague this is because i really don't know what she's trying to tell people or what she's talking about so she says um the Holy Spirit revealed that mother's lust goes down into her children. In this episode, <laughs> um, okay. blah, 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 search how you manifest lust and discover and root out the perversion from your mother. She does, in this episode, she does not explain what her mother was up to or anything.
0: Yeah. I- her mom probably wasn't up to anything her mom was probably just being a normal human
1: yeah know? that's my guess
0: yeah and that's <laughs> it
1: she probably didn't like her mom
0: and she probably became like this um it's really vague yeah i i don't know you know
1: it's like what the hell are you talking about yeah you're telling me in like this episode yeah
0: yeah having quite a bit um so anyway i'm gonna let you read the next one you got the article up yes okay go ahead and do uh what do we at? Pride.
1: Pride. Yes, pride is sneaky and multifaceted. Identifying pride in others is reasonably easy, I bet. Uh, I like to say people wear pride on their sleeves. Our own pride usually goes undiscovered until we've had a battle or confrontation with another person or the Spirit of the Lord begins to convict us of it. We all need to ask the Holy Spirit to convict us and expose our hearts and tensions to see where pride manifests because everyone has some level of pride. Okay. What do you get out of that? (laughs) Look,
0: there's nothing to get out of these things. I I know. Yeah. What? um, I mean, pride is what? They have pride in everything they do. What are they talking about? Yeah. They built a fucking multi billion dollar churches on all these continents harassing even the innocent Protestants.
1: Yeah, and then evangelicals will just be like, Well, that church, you know, yeah, they're they're just full of pride. And it's like, well, everyone has some level of self esteem slash pride. Sure. I'm surprised
0: discernment wasn't in here somewhere. <laughs> That's their fucking favorite word.
1: It is, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah let's see uh, conviction and correction and deliverance here's how you get rid of their pride if you suspect you are bound by any of these strongholds allow the Holy Spirit to convict you and correct your actions thoughts and motives Jesus tells us what will happen when the Holy Spirit arrives when he comes he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and of judgment these people literally think Israel is just like Dragon Ball Z I hate it so much <laughs> yeah yeah it's easy to put ourselves out there and be vulnerable and be humble uh, no i've never seen an evangelical do that no uh, to be victorious in spiritual warfare requires a warrior's heart the warrior cannot be made where strongholds exist therefore a willing mind and heart are needed to allow this is nothing
1: i know this lady whole book yeah it's courts of heaven i have it's it's angels yeah, it dancing really on the is. head of a Pen. i don't know what they're talking about <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: reading the courts of heaven one day i'm telling we gotta
1: we gotta because i like, gotta know I'm, how to
0: get a restraining order
1: <laughs> yeah i got oh punitive damages how do i get punitive yeah, damages what the hell man intergenerational trauma yeah
0: yeah well,
1: that's how true how do i save america's it, economy
0: that's probably yeah, yeah. why they don't allow black people in the courts of heaven oh wow they'd have fine, to pay fine. out yeah yeah yeah. They'd have to pay out a lot more than like white people with a car dealership.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, Here it's we go. very weird. There's a lot of like, whenever I go into like reading this whole bunch of nothing, that's just so vague. I start looking at like rhetorical, you know, I compare it to James Dobson or I compare it to, um, who, who, who else? I, anyone else, all these weirdos, but like one thing they do repeatedly is they'll take all their negative energies and they'll call it a demon or they'll have conspiratorial thinking about their own inner thoughts is like
0: yeah i've noticed it a lot lately is like the demon bullshit where it's like i mean look even being gay now is like a demonic possession and shit like that like
2: yeah
3: it,
0: they're using it not just internally now they're externalizing it to like dehumanize people they don't like too and unfortunately a, these, these people mm-hmm. have like billions of dollars
1: yeah the, the billions of dollars to yeah basically de-sublimate publicly <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, is, it. yeah
0: well the good news is i'm not going to spoil this for everybody yet but i will give you some battle strategies and tactics mm. In order to battle as the enemy wages war against us, we need battle strategies and tactics. Always good to repeat your subheader in the first sentence. <laughs> the word of God and our minds can be two great tools to have. In a- you said that like fucking five times, you dumb. <laughs> oh, When we arm ourselves fully with all the weaponry route, we can what? Praying? God, fuck these people. Evil spirits won't be able to plague our minds. This is literally just like them going, it's what's her name's husband going off in the woods when everyone thought he was gay. No, who was that? Um, Michelle Bachman. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what this is. We must fight the fires of hell with the fire of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. This is literally just like they're pretending they're in like Lucifer's rebellion or something. <laughs> it's pretty. I I don't know. We're gonna have to buy this book, buddy. Well, yeah. We are, well, we're gonna have to steal this book.
1: Yeah. I'm I listened gonna, to a YouTuber uh, read um, a couple chapters of this book, and she was really excited about the book. I'm happy for her. I hope um, she does not require antipsychotic medication.
0: Uh, I I'm think glad she's all.
1: happy for now. Uh, maybe. I, yeah.
0: I would think they all do, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um i would i would say they all probably do and uh now i want to check in on my little like uh pet project here is another child stealing operation mm. <laughs> so we have uh we did underground railroad before right and now we're talking about project rescue which seems like it's another thing that operates the same way but they operate in countries like india um and a few places places that uh, i don't know tim ballard probably is afraid to go i guess who knows so what i ended up finding on these people though was um here it, it turns out a lot like uh operation underground railroad let me share the new screen with you here
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay there we go <laughs> oh really- god Yep. <laughs> Go ahead. Australian charity probed over alleged exploitation of Kenyan children. An Australian charity cl- that claimed to save vulnerable children from human trafficking is being investigated by pl- Kenyan police over allegations it exploited local children to raise funds from overseas donors. It's the Australian Operation Underground Railroad, bro. Yeah. That's a- Project Rescue Children, which was founded in 2017 by former for. Australian soldier oh, Adam Weddington, God. Yeah, Weddington has also been accused of making a series of false claims about a rescue center at funds in the Kenyan city of Kisumu. Kenyan police found the center was not registered or operational. Uh, not even lacking the license, just not open. The Queen's mm-hmm. based charity also took credit on social media for rescuing 96 children trafficked into Kenya from Uganda, but was found at Why are they taking kids from Kenya to Uganda? Or from Uganda to Kenya? That story doesn't even add up. This is all fucking Operation Underground Railroad shit. So Yeah. Yeah. It's not the first time he attracted controversy. He spent almost four months in a Lebanese prison in 2016 when he and a 60 Minutes crew were arrested in Beirut over a bungled operation to... Reunite two children with their Australian mother.
1: They roped 60 minutes into that.
0: Hey, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, who was with Ballard when he said he had the psychic down in Haiti? He had like a professional film crew. Yeah, it wasn't quite 60 minutes, but he had <laughs> I, there was a vice reporter there. Mm. There, whatever, there was a vice reporter. Like he said, he had like a psychic when we got to like this village in uh haiti man so here we go kenyan police also accused the charity of risk misrepresenting innocent children as victims of international sex trade in a parent bid to solicit donation they're literally doing the tim ballard shit yeah where yeah. you go to a country where there's no like parents anymore and you're like hey can you find me kids and they're wandering all over the street so yes
1: yeah there's no international journalist to check up on, do any fact checking.
0: No, when I got the most recent update from OUR, it was like we rescued this many kids in um, Mexico, and you open the article they send. I can't read Spanish, but I know what Operation Underground Railroad looks like in a Spanish document, and that was not mentioned once whatsoever. Hmm. So, yeah, this is like I'm going to have to look more into this because their name comes up with it with Tim Ballard quite a bit, honestly. Um,
1: but we don't know a connection yet, right? No, like, it
0: seems it? like they may just be similar fakes. They may just run across each other here and there. I think they both had operations for like Afghanistan. Huh. So now they're stealing Afghan children. We'll come back to that one later, though. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is the first time I've heard of this org.
0: And then this is uh the one I found where it was um the Pro Choice Network was actually in a lawsuit with Project Rescue in their New York uh office. So it looks like the from what I got from it, actually I have a lawyer here. Should I make her read it? Okay, no, she won't. um but yeah it looks like they tried to just accuse people of you know they tried to stop adoptions or um abortions before that ever went into effect and it was just their usual shit you know harassing people
1: Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. um so i i think that this will be one to look into but i do want to definitely come back this is a short episode since we're just coming back to this But, I mean, I do want to come back. We're coming back strong. We're coming back with more charisma. And we're coming back with the courts (laughs) of heaven, bro. I'm going to make it my mission to find some bootleg courts of heaven today. Or in the next couple of days. I got tomorrow off.
1: There we go. All right. Yeah, I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, this was a fun launch. We got Charisma Magazine for a year. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk (laughs) about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think we should just start picking one article out of each and going deep in it, like looking into it for a few days, coming back, seeing what we find. Cause I mean, it took me five minutes to find this stupid ass lawsuit for operation rescue. It took me two minutes to find an article that, you know, basically says they're doing Tim Ballard's Haiti operation in Africa. Mm -hmm. Uh, So another fraud one, you know, um, they're they had a lawsuit up against Planned Parenthood I mean they're pieces of shit and then you got this spiritual warfare lady who's just like anybody who tells you your dress is ugly is a demon (laughs) you know yeah yeah so I think it's awesome to be back I think we're definitely gonna go with some more religious episodes man we got more to go into just based on this so be on the lookout uh Nathan, thanks for joining me, man.
1: It's been fun. It's always and fun.
0: Yeah, we will be back with um, to teach you guys about real legal codes. Ooh. To take your enemies to the court of heaven. Yeah. And get your Iraqi dinar revalued.
1: Real men in black stuff.
0: Yeah. men in, Fucking men in padded room shit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, man, this has been fun. It's been a fun way back. Just jumping into some crazy shit. And we will talk again soon. All right,
1: all right. This has been fun. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: It was a quick one. It was fun though. Take it easy, man. And yeah, we'll be back with the core to heaven.
1: Yeah, and I was thinking uh, with the two thousand mule stuff, uh, Dinesh just never shuts up. So I'm thinking we could circle around back to that. I kind of gave up. You kind of gave up. I it's mean, up we not,
0: It's 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 up in the air. I don't feel like the fucking 2000 mules shit has to be done everyone's done it now right and right the goalposts just keep moving i am gonna say that i'm filing as a whistleblower with their loss with their page though
1: yeah like what's the risk i i think yeah, yeah what's you got way, the what list.
0: they made it all up anyway
1: <laughs> yeah
0: what are they gonna do get mad that i made something up when they show up to ask me questions
1: yeah should i sign up as a whistleblower too yes
0: absolutely okay
1: send me the link and i'll do i it. will
0: because their page says, like you may not know you violated election law, and we might be able to protect you. It's like, okay, first off, nobody violated election law, so you know you don't have to protect them. And second, you won't protect them. The only man who is a big enough king to like, hide election clerks is Mike Lindell. <laughs> like Tina Peters. So <laughs> but we'll come back. Yeah, we'll come back with Battle Lab and stuff and spiritual warfare. I'm excited for this man. So mm-hmm. the next few episodes of this series, old time religion, is going to definitely focus on uh heavenly jurisprudence.
1: I'm so oh. excited about this, especially because um so I just sent a letter to the editor criticizing Wade Burleson's Second Amendment stance. And I'm going in about a month, they should publish my next letter, which is a retrospective on his uh, political campaign for Congress. Yeah. And what's interesting, I'm researching him and his father, Paul Burleson. Mm-hmm. His father just released a new book on the book of Revelation.
3: Okay. And
1: so I've been doing that kind of reading. And like the whole thing with the heavenly court stuff is like people like projecting. Their current society into heaven. Yes,
0: yeah, really funny. They um, do this that they're doing um, Augustine's City of God backwards.
1: Yeah, Southern Baptist <laughs> style. yeah.
0: I'll just say it like this.